Hello, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Gilbert Natanyi, the CEO of Agachiro Development Fund, the sovereign wealth fund of the country of Rwanda. How are you doing today, Mr. Natanyi? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm fine as well. Thanks for asking. So getting right into things, could you provide an overview of Agachiro and its objectives? Well, I um, start with uh, taking you back into time in uh, 2012, when uh, the country was going through some um, difficult times in uh, its relations with uh, international partners. Uh, some of the, um, the funding were put on hold or, or frozen or even cancelled. Uh, so the idea came up that, uh, yes, the, this happened once or it can also happen twice or thrice. So, so what you, do you do in, in such case? So came up the idea of um, having a, a fund uh, which could show that um, at a certain point, Rwandans and Rwanda can take care of, of itself. Um, and that's where the idea came from, from Agachiro Development Fund. Uh, Agachiro meaning dignity. So let's show our dignity, let's show our self-reliance, uh, self-worthiness. And um, it's quite different from other sovereign wealth funds because the, the income really uh, didn't come from natural resources like oil, gas, gold, diamond, or budget surplus. The income uh, were really from voluntary contributions from the private and public sector. Uh, Friends of Rwanda, diaspora, and this was really the, the main source of income until April 2020, when we were at an average of $300,000 per month. Again, voluntary contributions without expecting nothing in return, but just to show our, our dignity, our agachiro. Uh, so that, that's how uh, the fund grew. Um, in 2012, of course, um, when the contributions were phased out, uh, one of the challenges was to find alternative sources of income and on the other side since 2018 government has been transferring progressively some of its shareholding in different companies to agachiro making it de facto a holding company uh, now as we speak we are shareholder in 29 companies so one of the challenges again was to see how to to streamline and to harmonize this portfolio in order to maximize the, the value of our shareholding um, as we speak again, uh, unaudited financials, we are now at 284 million United States dollars assets under management, um, being at equity investments and fixed income investments. The um, subdivision is about 71 equity investment and 27 um, fixed income, and the remaining is um, other assets. Uh, property, plant, equipment, uh, receivables, and, and other assets. Uh, that, that's it in a nutshell for the moment. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And regarding the private market investments that you make, what are your uh, criteria there? What are you looking for? Really, um, for the time being, uh, I, I would say we, we are quite, in terms of sector, we are quite sector agnostic. Um, we are patient uh, investors, uh, because we are also saving for future generations. And of course, we, we look at, uh, at a return, uh, but it's not like that we say we have a specific exit strategy. We invest today in five years or seven years, we, we exit. 
Um, yes, return is important, but also impact is, uh, is very important. Right. And speaking of impact, can you uh, share some of the key accomplishments or impact that the fund has had since it's been um, established? Um, maybe one of um, the examples uh, I can give is um, a company called Africa Improved Food, um, which makes uh, fortified blended food to fight malnutrition. Uh, Agachiro is a um, is shareholder in, in this company. And um, unfortunately, um, stunting is, is one of, of the problems uh, Rwanda is facing at the moment. We are at 33%, um, looking at reducing it to 19%. And Africa Improved Food is one of um, the actors contributing to that. More recently, we are uh, investing together with OCP uh, from Morocco uh, in a fertilizer blending uh, plant in, in Rwanda because fertilizer are imported, subsidized by uh, government. So this will be uh, a big relief for, for government if these uh, subsidies are, are taken away and if you can blend and specifically make them tailor-made per location um, for Rwanda. So th these are two uh, concrete and, and tangible examples uh, which can be um, presented. Thank you. And in what other ways does uh, the fund support entrepreneurship and job creation in Rwanda? You just mentioned um, a plant right now, but are there other areas in which uh, entrepreneurship, sorry, or job creation is supported? What we do um, among these uh, 29 companies, um, some are um, among the largest companies in, uh, in Rwanda, others are more modest, uh, but we, we try first of all to to emphasize and to focus on, on corporate governance uh, because it's it's really important. Uh, co corporate governance structure, healthy financials. And once you have that in place, um, you, you already contribute a big part to the, to the socioeconomic development. If need be, we also support them uh, financially, uh, shareholders loan or as a guarantor. Uh, just to allow this company to, to further expand or to further being active in, uh, in the whole of the country and, and to make their contribution. Mm -hmm. So once you are able to uh, at least add that value, then automatically uh, job creations and, and other impact on, on uh, society follows. Understood. And in terms of international plans, like what do, what ways do you see the fund collaborating with other, I guess, international partners to maximize its global impact? I see it in two ways. Um, and again, going back into time uh, with these contributions coming in, uh, be there um, snow, rain or sunshine or whatever, the contributions were coming in. So there was somehow a comfort zone money comes in you just put it uh, in a zero risk investment which is uh, for example treasury bonds or term deposits you put 10 million there next year same day you go you collect the 10 million your 10 percent interest and you just do the same uh, now that we are uh, moving from an income collecting fund to an income generating fund we really need to reposition ourselves and and go out and look for um, international partners, local partners, 
co-investments and partnerships. So we, we are reaching out to um, be it local partners or international partners to see what, what we can do together so that we can diversify our investment, be it in terms of um, currency, uh, but also be it in terms of asset classes and in terms of, uh, of geography. Um, so, so this is part of really our new repositioning for the coming years and where we are looking at. And also equally investors looking at Rwanda. Um, we can be a partner in different ways. We can be a name partner if you want uh, a reliable, trusted partner. We are available. We can be a financial partner if you are investing and are looking for a co-investor. We are also available. And thirdly, we are a patient partner. Uh, as I said, we are saving for future generations. So we we can patiently wait for uh, five, 10, uh, and even 15, 20 years. Right. And could you speak on your vision for what you would ultimately like the fund to accomplish at the end of the day? Well, we, we have a very ambitious leadership. Um, so ourselves, we are also ambitious. I mentioned we are at $284 million asset under management. We would like to hit the $300 million at the end of this year and then use this really as a, as a starting point, as a basis or as seed capital to grow further, uh, having a, a target of at least $1 billion. Uh, and making impact, um, as I said, uh, on Rwandan socioeconomic uh, landscape. Uh, that's one. And also being able to have a return for the future generations. Uh, we are working on a strategic plan, uh, should be ready by the end of August, where we, we look at where we stand, where do we want to be in five years, and, and how do we get there. Um, so we... we we will be able to, of course, share what we are looking at, how we are looking at it, and, and how we will do it. Uh, but this is something we are really working very hard on uh, to make sure we are, we are ready for, um, for 2030. Thank you. And could you share some insights or details about your upcoming, the African Sovereign uh, Investors Forum? And what is the goal of the forum? And how do you see it facilitating collaboration among other sovereign wealth funds in Africa? So the African Sovereign Investors Forum was launched uh, last year in uh, Morocco. Um, Itmar Capital, the Moroccan Sovereign Wealth Fund has really been um, the engine for this and um, really very instrumental in this. Uh, it um, has now for the moment 10 African Sovereign Wealth Fund uh, we hope to see others joining uh, with our annual general meeting, which is taking place on 6th and 7th July in uh, Rwanda, in Kigali Marriott Hotel. And, and the main objective really is, yes, we have sovereign wealth funds in Africa, but how do we work together? Wh what do we do together? It's, is everybody working in silos? Uh, apparently, yes. So let's now move out of the silos and, and collaborate identify common projects, co-investments, partnerships, and, and make it happen. Uh, so we've been discussing for a while. It has been launched last year. So this year we should really uh, try to move from, um, from discussions to something tangible, something concrete that, that we can showcase. 
No, I think that's a great idea. Even on this end, I'm very interested in seeing how more black venture capital, private equity, and you know, other investment firms can also not work so much in silos, but also come together and make co-investments. So I'm very interested in that uh, in that strategy. So I'm glad to hear that that is a thought that's on your mind as well for the um, for the sovereign wealth funds in Africa also. And I'd be very interested to see how that how that plays out. Um, I guess so in closing, are there any other thoughts you have on the fund or what people should know about it and how to engage either the fund itself, the event that you have coming up or um, your office? Well, um, I would like to come back on uh, on the name of the fund, Agachiro um, Dignity. It's, uh, it's a very strong word. It's a very strong concept in, uh, in Rwanda. And, and indeed, without Agachiro, without dignity, uh, you cannot have a vision. Uh, you, you don't know the, the way forward if, um, if you don't have your, your own dignity. So it, it's important, uh, not only for, for Rwanda, but also for, for Africa and, uh, and beyond Africa. And um, very, really proud to, to have this as a, as a concept, uh, and especially as the name for, uh, for our fund. That's one. Two, very much open and uh, flexible to see uh, what kind of synergies, uh, collaborations can be uh, can be developed in the, on the basis of a partnership. It's um, it should not be one way. Uh, it, it should be really uh, goes in, in both way, and and very much open and, and interested to to explore that. Fantastic. All right. Well, Mr. Gilbert, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was great to learn more about the fund and the upcoming events and look forward to hearing more from you and the updates on your investments uh, in the near future. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and thank you for uh, thinking about us. It's um, always a pleasure and uh, an honor to be able to uh, to explain what we stand for and uh, and what we are looking for. And as I said, uh, we remain very open and uh, available. Thank you so much. You have a great rest of the day and we shall, we shall uh, talk soon. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.